0: Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast, where we dive deep into God's Word and discover together how to practically live as disciples of Jesus through the application of gospel truth. Deeper Dive time, guys. Finally got the full team back together again. Good to see you guys. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yep. Yeah. Good to see your faces. So I've interviewed, uh, let's see, I did the Gonzaleses and somebody else last week and uh, been missing you guys. So I'm glad you guys are back, back with us here. We missed you too, Dawson. Yeah, thank you for saying that. All right. Hey, so last week we had the uh, annual uh, the family uh, the family meeting, formally the meeting formerly known as the business meeting. I got a question for you guys. Actually, you and uh, Brooks and Adam. Um, that was your first family meeting here with Bethel. What were your impressions of it? Yeah, right. Wake up, <laughs> Brooks. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
2: that was Dave breathing Wait for yeah, a second. Exactly. I remember that. <laughs> No, I really I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a blast. And the opposite of a snoozer. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you guys have been a part of business meetings. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a term I think most churches use, business meetings in the past. So like, what's been your previous experience with that? And how does that compare to what you guys were able to participate in last week?
3: My earliest memory of a business meeting, I was probably five or six. It was in the fireside room of our church in Bellevue. And I just remember—I don't remember who the guy was—but he was reading off every line of the budget, and he had this old microphone from the '70s right up to his mouth, and you could hear every breath coming in and out of his nose. He was like, "See, <laughs> so like mesmerized." By oh that. man, I wanted to get out of there. And you fast <laughs> forward, yeah, to this year, my kids were like, "Can we do that every single month, Dad?" Like it was, it was. A, That's what they said about our meeting. Our meeting, yeah. And I've been in to meetings too at churches where they're just tense. Like everyone's on edge. Maybe there's. Mm-hmm. Just a budget item being added, and people are upset. There's just so many things that can go wrong in a business meeting. Last night was a night of unity, worship, celebration. It was, it was awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah I echo all of that. You know, you say, how does it compare to the other business meetings? Well, no one, no one stood up and like had like a snarky question or like a mean spirited question to the pastor on stage. So, all in all, You've completely seen different. Oh yeah, <laughs> pastor, yeah. isn't it true that? Yeah, you know, like well yeah just a a question that is hey i want to i want to talk about this line of the budget but uh i'm gonna just just you can just tell the spirit behind the question is not very great and and uh no it was it was well done it was in my mind what a a business meeting or a family meeting in a church should feel like Mm -hmm. uh joyful uh you know worshipful worshipful yeah uh, celebrating what god did in and through us um you know, but also having the when I think of family meeting, I think of that we're gonna talk about some things that the family needs to talk about. So we talked about some things, some family things and but done in a worshipful way. And it was it was amazing. I, I walked away so encouraged.
0: That's cool. And it was just great to have all three campuses there, right? Yeah. Good attendance cool. from everybody. Yeah. And uh, you know, Jason, a couple of people were saying that they really felt like that night was a bit of a turning point for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm that we have it, it it feels like Bethel has has turned the corner and is starting to go in a you know a bit of a new direction.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think we've all sensed that we need that. You know, we we talked back in January the way that we began this year if you guys remember is in prayer and seeking the Lord together 21 days yeah, to begin wow. 2021 in prayer and a and a sizable portion of our our prayer time um was spent just honestly asking the Lord, God, what would you have us do? You remember that that prayer of Jehoshaphat, mm-hmm. Lord? Um, there, There's a lot that's going on around us, and there's a lot before us, and we don't know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on you. Mm-hmm. And we had talked, just to give our listeners a little bit, kind of peeling back the curtain, we had talked in January about casting some some vision in January 2021. We just felt like, you know what? As a church, we are still coming out of the COVID cloud. Uh Um, There is a sorting of the church that had been happening. Um, There there was a return to the church that was still yet to happen. And so we didn't feel like that was the time to uh, cast a vision to tell the church, hey, this is the next hill that we're going to charge up and we're asking you to come because people were weary. They were tired. Um, But I don't know about you guys, but for whatever reason, this time and last week it just felt like the opportune time Hmm. like we we're not all healed up Um, we probably aren't what we once were but i think we're ready Hmm. and and that was the sense that i got from people even Hmm. in comments afterwards is like yes this is good and i'm
0: in and i'm ready and so i was super encouraged by that one of the things we did if you were not there is we took a good look back at the last number of years actually like the last 5 years and then Jason you took us into the future which you've just referred to but i appreciated our our new um, Bethel elder uh, chairman Scott Chambers mm-hmm. uh, he you know he took took time to basically apologize i should say basically he apologized just for a number of failings that he, things that he felt like the the Bethel Elder Board did not come through on. They did not communicate as well as they should have, nor as often. Took full responsibility for it, and I, you know, I, I appreciated that. I think a lot of people did. Showed up, just some great humility. But we didn't stop there. Just looking back, right? I think it was like we looked back, and then and then we looked forward into the future. So, Jason, you shared about the thirty-six thirty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're calling that vision thirty six thirty, but kind of right at the heart of this, looking to the future, is the number thirty six thirty. So, where, where, do, where did that come from? If and and what does it mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, so that number thirty six thirty, if that is new to you, let me let me explain that. Um, we are as a church, we've landed on this language of one percent as kind of a base, as a foundation for us to understand that. If we were to take 1% of our day, week, month, and year and invest it in the most important relationships that we have in this life, which is our relationship with God, our relationship with the people of God, and our relationship with people that don't yet know Him, Um, if we were to develop those relationships, just take 1% of our day, week, month, and year and develop those relationships to their fullest potential, um, that we are going to be a transformed people. But we decided uh, as a collective leadership team that not only did we want to challenge people individually, but we, we need a corporate challenge. What is it that God is leading us into? And so we decided to take the 1% challenge as a church. And what that means for us is we did some kind of some, some survey work, looked at some demographics and found that there are 363,000 people that live in the Tri-Cities and Lower Valley region currently. And so we just said, what if God were to give us just 1% of the current population in our region uh, to see their lives transformed? 1% of that, 363,000. 1% of that. And so the number um, that that we came up with, um, based upon the people that live here, are 3,630. And that's what we're hoping about. That's what we're praying for. And that's what we're strategizing to reach. Three thousand six hundred and thirty people in the next five years to see their lives transformed.
0: Okay, that that is awesome. So, does that mean we want to see three thousand six hundred thirty people baptized, or what? Is there is there components of that of the transformed three hundred three? I'm sorry, three thousand six hundred thirty transformed lives. Yeah, what are there some categories on that? Yeah, we've
1: we've got some categories. Some of them that we know, to be honest with you guys, and some of them that. We we're even having conversations this afternoon and saying, man, I wonder if that's part of the transformation that we want to see happen in people. So Dave, to your point, certainly we want to see people uh, move from death to life. And we know that that only happens by entering into a relationship with Jesus. So part of that is people are going to follow Jesus for the first time. Um, Another part of Transform Lives uh, occurs not only by just acknowledging Jesus as Savior and Lord, but actually being changed by Him. And we know that there's people, even in our body, and and certainly in our community, that they they acknowledge Christ, but they're not following Him to the extent that they can be. That would be a transformed life. Um, and then I guess a third big category that we've talked about is people that are just on mission for Christ. Um, people that they've they've been in church all of their life, um, but they're really, truly not living on mission for Jesus, and so we—they're the, the, part of the
0: 3,630. Okay, could be so people coming to new life and people revived. They're they're uh, alive, but they're kind of <laughs> kind of flatliners. Yep. And this, man, this the whole thing with Jesus and following Him becomes becomes real to them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so Jason, you've kind of led this. Uh, shared this vision with us and stuff that we've put together. Um, hey, so Adam and Brooks, how do you how do you see this vision kind of being fleshed out on your campuses? Could you give us maybe maybe one aspect of it on your campus?
3: Well, we're going to start by you know jumping right on board. Like as a church, we're going to be doing the one percent challenge series with Richland and Prosser, and pushing our people to be fully engaged in the one percent life and um continuing to push people in through like our own folks in through rooted and new folks through rooted to to see some of that transformation um i think that you all know this if you're listening if you've been around bethel uh, for a while that we have we have empty land sitting off road 68 and i know that our leadership in pasco and even our folks at pasco we're, we're dreaming and praying about what the lord wants us to do with that land And how to be strategic. Jason, you've mentioned, you know, we can continue to do the things we're doing. The Lord might get us to this 3630, but God is not against strategy too and uses strategy. So trying to be strategic, prayerful about how we're going to be involved in that, um, in our own location. But man, I see our campus getting behind all the things you shared on that whiteboard. Um, the Institute, some of the church plants. So I don't, I don't know all the, the concrete details, but I just know that our, our campus is excited about. Pursuing this goal and and being on board with the rest of our church.
0: Well, Adam, one of the things that's really cool about the way we're doing church, which is three campuses, one church with three campuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about the rooted, you know, rooted program. Mm-hmm. Really, it was it was Pasco leaders and Dave Stefanis leading the whole thing. Oh, yeah. that really have been the drivers for the last couple of that's rooted right. Uh, runs, right? Ten, yeah. ten week runs or whatever. So, I mean that that is a way that it's like it's not all Richland led. It's right. it's really it's a tremendous collaboration. Yeah, just for the greater good. And we've yeah. already
3: seen just in the last few months through the winter session and the summer spring session, several transform lives. People moving from hey we're exploring church here to even a couple yesterday that became members so they could <laughs> they actually were able to vote in their first meeting mm-hmm. here. They went through rooted. They led a rooted team. And they've gone from, hey, we're attending here, we think we like what we're seeing here, to we're serving, we love our church. Um, one of them even baptized someone last week. So yeah, rooted on our campus, it's it's becoming bigger each time. And and Dave and I are always talking and he's saying, Hey, I think I found a new rooted leader. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind yeah. of just a normal feature. So I think more of that in this next year is, is gonna be a staple of of some of how we get to the thirty-six thirty.
0: Okay, that's really good. Hey, just you oh, know, go ahead, Jason. Well, I was gonna say,
3: you know, it, um,
1: I'm reminded of uh, Paul's words at Marcel in Acts 17, where he's given kind of his sermonette on Marcel. And he says that God is the mover of all people. And I've kind yeah. of simplified that in the way that I say it, that God moves people t- so that he can meet people. Mm-hmm. Like he is the mover mm-hmm. of people. And man, is he moving people mm-hmm. into your neighborhood, Adam, into West, into West Pasco. I mean, God is bringing tremendous yeah. growth. And if He is the mover of people, we know that His good intention is for them to be a part of the 3630, yeah. every single one of them to enter into a relationship with Jesus if they don't have it or grow yeah. in it if they do have it. And I I think the same thing is true of Prosser. I mean, we don't uh, perhaps see it on the, on the headlines of the Tri-City Herald here, but there is tremendous growth that is coming to Prosser right now as well. So I'm just kind of curious... Uh, Brooks what that looks like on your campus as you guys are poised for growth and stepping into this challenge as a campus as well
2: yeah yeah you're not yeah you're not wrong there uh, it might not be, <laughs> be on the headlines of the of the tri-city Herald um, but it is oddly uh, yeah growing a, a lot um, in in proster uh, uh I won't bore anybody with with the numbers of stuff out there but I mean you know, there's we're looking at a lot of new, a lot of new homes, a lot of new families coming out into Prosser. But uh, the, the thing that's on my heart is is the valley, and I've said this a, a bunch of times before that I think Bethel Church is so rightly positioned to reach the valley through Prosser, through their Prosser mm-hmm. campus, because um, of, of where we're located and. Uh, as the valley grows and expands or as Prosser grows and expands that's just our our ability to reach more people in the valley is going to grow so the thing that 's on my heart is I look at the demographic of the valley and it 's like sixty plus percent of people in the valley right around within like fifty mile radius of 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 prosser are are hispanic uh, spanish speaking so we need to we need to reach those people um, there is not really as far as I can tell a um Uh, and I'd love to be proved wrong, but I don't, I, I, as far as I can tell, a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, a strong Bible-preaching church, a gospel-centered church, that is Spanish-speaking. I mean, there's a lot of churches in the Valley that are English-speaking, but if we want to reach, um, we want to reach folks, we need to, we need to do so in their, in their first language, um, so I, I think about what wh- what does it take? I, I don't know what it what it takes to get there or what it takes to reach those people. There's a whole bunch of things on the table and a whole bunch of ways to go after that. But if we're gonna get the 3630, it means we're gonna be reaching mm-hmm. some Spanish speakers and uh um just because there's that's that's where the need is. Um I don't know what it looks like. I've Got a lot of dreams and a lot of a lot of stuff on the table, but kind of like Adam says, but we're all in on this. Mm-hmm. We're all in on this one percent life of okay, let's reach one percent of our of our region. Um and then we'll see what God does with that too. That's really interesting. I mean, so what, what I heard you say is
1: of the 3630, there's a number of those individuals that are gonna be Hispanic, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even in Tri-Cities, one third, you know, of individuals in the Tri-Cities area are Hispanic. So if we were to just break that down, I can't do quick math, but I mean, we could we could even see and pray about and anticipate that one third of thirty-six thirty could in fact be. Hispanic individuals that live in our communities. Mm -hmm.
3: What is it? 1,210? My math's... I don't know, man. We became pastors for a reason. That's 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 great, though. I mean, if you think about that and something happening in the Lower Valley, somethings or something happening here in in Tri-Cities... Whether it's church plants or campuses, like you were talking about last or last week, and yeah, and
2: I and I, I want to don't let the, I don't want to let this pass by without saying something too about our in in Prosser we have uh, an ESL citi- citizenship ministry um, that uh, helps teach English and then uh, helps uh, uh, folks move on into their citizenship if they want to do that. And
0: and you guys have been doing that for years. Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: Cindy out in Prosser is just. Killing it out there, yeah, and uh, um, and like the it, it, the the stories that are coming out of, of this ministry are just fantastic, yeah. and um, so we are. I I just throw that out there because just to remind people that
0: Bethel is is really positioned to to launch into this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mark too, Cindy Seisman. Mark mm-hmm. Mark is kids are attracted to that guy like like a magnet, yeah. right? And it's all kinds of kids. Right? He's just the kid, the guy's phenomenal. I've been coaching and teaching out there for what, 40 years or whatever, right in there with his wife. Well, that's great, you guys. Appreciate that. So, you know, kind of what we're doing in this deeper dive uh, podcast today is kind of taking a look back to our family meeting where Jason shared uh, our future moving forward called the 3630. So, one of the things we we mentioned, Jason, was uh, this uh, Bethel Institute. And maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and share a little bit about that. So, it sounds pretty highfalutin. It sounds like this giant school or something like that, like that, like a giant Hogwarts thing. Okay, not really. But anyway, it's <laughs> a big thing. And really what it is in this coming year, what we've got are we have two courses that we're laying out. First one's called Christian Story. And then the second part in the uh, spring and winter would be called Christian... Belief. 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 There we go. Thank you. And then with that, we also have a workshop coming on October 17th called Winsome Convictions uh, which is, let's see if so I can boil this down. It's two uh, professors coming up to us from Biola University in California, and they together wrote a book called Winsome Convictions, How to Discuss Hard Topics Without Dividing the Church, which is very relevant for us, and not mm-hmm. just for us, but for all churches here today. So they're going to come up and do a workshop with us. Uh, Tim Mulhoff, one of the two guys who will actually be preaching that morning, so and everybody's invited to this workshop. This is going to be trem- tremendous. In fact, we're at we're actually we went ahead and opened it up to other churches as well. Mm-hmm. Anybody that would that would like to come. And, and Tim's been here before too.
1: So oh. a couple of years ago, we had some Biola uh, guys up here to do an apologetics conference. Yeah. So I think this is Tim's second time to Bethlehem. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and he really Dave, likes it up here so. Dave, how do you see cuz this is all part of right, being more effective as a church and and aiming at this 3630. How do you how do you see even this workshop with the guys from Biola coming up, helping us be a church that reaches that 3630.
0: Yeah, that's really good. So part of what what we wanna do is, we know that we've always been a pretty good teaching church. So now through the Institute, what we really wanna do is kind of um, open the parameters of that teaching and go deeper, right? So it's not just Sunday mornings, but that we will have these courses, we'll have workshops. Um, It's kind of going back to, to a way that the church has done things a little bit in the past, right? I mean, we're not going to go back to Sunday school, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But this is a way of equipping us to have that theological depth to do what Christ told us to do, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's sharing the gospel or just living it out, you know, faithfully in our, in our society. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I must admit, I'm, pr- I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's going to be pretty cool. The Institute, let's see, the first class, oh, great. I'm not going to get the date right, but it's the third Wednesday in, um, Third Wednesday in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The 15th. 15th, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll start then. And by, by the way, as you're listening to this, we will very soon uh, get the word out and you can sign up for this class. And by the way, the first one we're going to keep, actually, we're going to have a limited enrollment mm-hmm. because it's like our beta year where we're just starting off. And so we want to keep it fairly tight. You know, so man, if you really wanna, you really wanna be a part of it. Hey, make sure you register really quick. Soon as we, soon as the registration comes out, we're
3: gonna do that golden tickets, like Willy Wonka. Pretty
1: much, it's Wonka. gonna be awesome. Yeah. Well, Dave, we're so we're doing these classes, and just so people know, I, I hope they don't they don't hear kind of yawns and boredom when they think of classes. Um, I mean, we are gonna be talking theology, um, but I mean, if you think about it, so the the word theology means the study of God, right? Um, even that term, if you say, oh, we're going to we're gonna study God, you're like, man, that's, that's a yawner as well. But so let me just <laughs> kind of say it back to you in this way. If, if there is a God and He exists, if He is who the Bible says that He is, that He is the creator of all things, He's mm-hmm. the creator of us, I don't know that there's a greater thing that we can study than theology, the study or the thinking of God. Yeah. Because when we study Him, we not only know who He is, but we know who we are, we know... Who, what humanity is, we know what the, prob, the true problems are of the world, and we know what the resolution to those problems mm-hmm. are. Like theology, don't think stuffy classroom. Think thoughts about God, mm-hmm. thoughts about self, thoughts about and answers to the biggest questions that we all wrestle with. I mean, it is it is really going to be life giving. To be a part of these classes. So, I just want to kind of throw that caveat in there as well. But, Dave, with the Institute as well, so we have classes, we have seminars, and you mentioned mm-hmm. our first one. Mm-hmm. But the very first event under kind of the umbrella of mm-hmm. Institute is a leadership event that's come up. Can you talk with us
0: about yeah, that? Yeah, really good. That's called the Bethel Summit. And, Jason, as you were talking, I thought you might ask me that. So, I actually looked up the date. That will be August 28th. That'll be, we'll do that in the afternoon. But that will be a, um, a, a, a workshop, if you want to call it that, kind of a meeting for anybody who, ha- who serves at Bethel. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is a leadership. It's a leadership event. But once again, just like you're saying, don't let the word theology throw you off. Mm-hmm. So don't let leader throw you off. If you, are, if you are serving here, this is something you should be at. And I can give you a bit of the theme of it, Jason. Mm-hmm. It's leading through chaos. Which seemed appropriate. That is, yes, I know it exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, leading through chaos to to appropriate change. So that that is going to be great. Um, I've been working with uh, Rachel Carr, and then the one who's actually going to be leading the thing and and kicking us off. I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans right here. It's Annie Nash. Annie Nash is does this for battelle for PNNL, Mm -hmm. that is she works she does leadership development for that organization she gets engineers and scientists to actually want to be a part of what she does so she's the perfect one to bring in and and kind of lead us through Mm -hmm. through this event that's awesome yeah so what i heard
1: you say is so this first event august 28th is what you said so that's a saturday that's a saturday yep so this event is for anyone who wants to lead better yeah you're leading and you want to lead and be more effective in that so that's what it's being designed for it's this kind of one day intensive that we are crafting ourselves um and it's going to be kind of an in-house thing right and exactly we're, it, we're kind of plugging into the broader
0: uh body at Bethel here as well exactly right we'll we'll go from about nine in the morning till right around twelve o'clock okay noon yeah mm-hmm. well guys I'm pretty excited about this year I'll admit I we started this off saying that we felt like this this past week's family meeting was a bit of a turning point for us. I I believe that, and I think with a number of these things that we've even mentioned today in working out our vision, uh, not only are we going to be reaching more people, but I think we've got the we're developing the we're developing the infrastructure. You know, we're equipping people to be able to carry it out. So I am. I've said this before, but I'm bullish on our church. Mm-hmm. I love talking about these things. I I believe the Lord has given us the right team. And leaders to be a part of this. And man, if you're listening to this and you're getting fired up, maybe you need to be a part of this. Maybe you need to be a leader as well. Thanks for joining us this week. Listen in next week as we continue to encourage each other to practically follow Jesus through the application of gospel truth. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also love to connect further with you,